What's that episode? What is the episode? That episode of a television show. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. We watch all kinds of shows. Shows we both see. Shows neither of us have seen. Shows only one of us have seen. Shows we know nothing or everything about. We try and figure out what we can from one random episode. It's not always easy, but it's always fun. That sounds cheap. That's corny. Keep going. We you break got- down the episode tell you everything we don't know about it and everything we learn. We tell you what we like, what we don't like. We try our best to figure out what the heck the show is doing and what the heck we're talking about. What an intro, Lisa. I'm Lisa. <laughs> I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that, that I is think a that's, lot. you wrote that's a lot. I think you gave a lot of it everything you it had needed. and I think it, it landed. <laughs> I feel good about that. We can ask our guests what what they thought. Yeah. And be uh, honest guests unless before... it's bad and then lie to me. Today we have two very rad, very special guests. The first guest is a regular listener and a now reoccurring guest. Please welcome the woman who introduced me to television, riding a bicycle, and life itself, my mom, Kay Rudnick. <laughs> Hello! Welcome back, Karen! Thank you! Welcome back, thank you back. And not to be outdone, our second guest is a woman who is an unparalleled photographer who distills light in life in the same way memory does. She has literally daddied every Duncan and will be my roommate in the most gayest way possible, Laura Peterson. Hi. <laughs> That's us. Uh, That's great. Didn't know you were gonna say that. I, I, didn't, I didn't either. Adam, Adam wrote that. Great. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Welcome, Laura. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the gayest way possible. We are really gay. Yeah, and homophobic at the same time. Whoa. Yeah, I hate that. I love you. I hate that. I love you. Too. Oh, <laughs> wow. So. Uh, <laughs> So Laura, oh uh, you we this today we watched Buffy the Vampire. Oh my Slayer. god, y'all! And this this has been a long time coming for Adam. I love this show a lot. I've been <laughs> this has been very. Uh, we've been talking about Buffy uh, a lot about this show, and it's one that an episode that like I kind of center my idea of television off of is this show. So it feels fundamental to who I am and what television means to me. So this is a very big deal. And I'm very happy both of you are here for it. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Well, because yeah. I remember when we lived together in college, yeah. you told me that you watched this show growing up with your mom and your sister. Mm-hmm. And... Probably too young. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the right age. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. then you, yeah, you told me about this rad podcast, Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and that's how I like found out you even liked Buffy, just like from that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then, and then Laura wanted to come on the show, and I'm I wanted Laura to come on the show, and you really wanted to watch this show. Yeah, I was shocked you hadn't done Buffy yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, Adam loves Buffy. This seems like it. And I love Buffy. So Buffy's gay. So Buffy is gay. <laughs> Buffy's yeah. very gay. What, where, when did you first watch Buffy? What brought, what, um, what's your history with it? I actually never seen it until like a year and a half ago. What? Yes. Wow. Oh my God. I'm a lot younger than y'all. So Fair. Yeah. Um, About 800 years. I actually years. dated, introduced me to it. Whoa. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's no longer, but Buffy's forever. Buffy is Buffy's forever. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe it. So you are fresh off having seen all of Buffy. Yeah. I've How do you, is this the second time you've seen this episode then? No, the third. The third. Yeah, okay. The fourth, I guess. We watched it this morning. Okay. And then watch. watched it. Only like 20 minutes though. But I watched <laughs> it sometimes at night to go to sleep. Uh, it's now your, The Office. It's now your show that people put on, like yes. people put a yeah. show yeah. on to fall asleep yeah. to. That's yeah. wow, amazing. <laughs> what do you think of Buffy? It's amazing. It's problematic, but amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot of first, first kiss, first sex scene for lesbians. Uh huh. Um, 
I don't know. That's great. That's all I have to say. <laughs> right I'm done now. You got it. You got it. Oh, thanks for coming Heard on the show. I love having you. I yeah. guess, I guess uh, my mom, what, mom, what do you have to say about it? And are you done? Am I done? Yeah. It is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of here. Yeah, you're gone. Fuck, sometimes, fuck this show. Some, you know that, you know, sometimes when it's kind of dramatic and you got to leave a room. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's just a man thing. It's just a guy thing. It's a guy thing, you know, y'all. Only guys feel emotions. Mm-hmm. That's how you do that. Mm-hmm. What's that? Only guys feel emotions. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. The room leading emotions. I feel those all the time. And I never do. I'm I, like, yeah. God, I wish I had a reason to leave this room. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> Emotionally. You know? If only I could walk away. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. So, Karen, what made you want to watch this show? And then, what made you want to watch it with your kids? <laughs> Um, because it was so awesome. Yeah. Uh-huh. I discovered yeah. it. I discovered it right after it had ended. Like, and and that's sort of my thing. Like with really popular shows, my, everybody else is, oh, how about have you heard about blah blah blah? And I'm like, yeah, I've heard about it. Whatever. <laughs> and then and then when it's over, that's when I get into it. That happened with lots of shows. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I just, oh, I was working graveyard shift with this guy and he, at the time, before anybody knew about Joss Whedon, he was like, oh, I love Joss Whedon. He does great. He's such a, you know, and so he lent me the <laughs> yeah. DVD set. Oh, cool. Okay. And I started watching them and I was working graveyard shift at the time. So I guess it was the only time the kids and I had together for a while there, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to watch TV at night and I don't know why we watched it as a family it but sounds we did fun. yeah <laughs> well you wanted to watch it so your kids were going to watch it well yeah. they were really into it as yeah. They, yeah you guys got really into it the yeah. stories were kind of right at where they were at i guess and i yeah. just i and the whole i mean this episode is kind of the epitome of buffy in a certain sense because the theme of this episode is right you know, I, I as I I know I'm going a little jumping ahead. Jump ahead, jump yeah. ahead, do but it. But it's like, it's I kept wondering because you could still there were so many outdated male female very gender dynamics yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, going on, and yet this episode was trying to uh, expose the bad stuff. But like, how I I can't help but wonder how self-aware was this episode really? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, did, were were some of their depictions of bad things completely accidental? Like Oz's comment that that I made the joke about is that only men can yeah go out <laughs> yeah. of the room quietly or or I, that one seems so out of character for Oz. Yeah. But and that see that was what got me like like they're not as self aware as they think with that right, thought. Yeah. So like where's the line of their self awareness versus our current awareness? So that was like, but but that's kind of the epitome of Buffy. Like you, it's challenging these social dynamics, but yet perpetuating them in some right. Air, you know, still it is of its because time. it's not aware yet. Yeah. You know. Also, just knowing who Joss Whedon is and yeah. what he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know if this show was self-aware with a lot of the things about men being beast and stuff. I think that's maybe Joss Whedon's opinion is yeah. that men are bad, but or not. Does men, have are, an men, opinion. men are involuntarily bad. Like you can't be a man and not have animalistic instincts. I think unless you're British. I mean, the unless, you're Brit- unless you're British. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> which is weird because yeah. I mean, the top colonizers in the world. Sure, <laughs> but like no. The last comment Faith makes before the opening Mm -hmm. music is, like, every man has, no matter how nice they are, has a beast inside Mm -hmm. of them. And Mm -hmm. there's there's the whole foreshadowing for the whole episode. That's the theme, right? That's the, it's a moral, it's a morality story. It's it's a story of the, this, let's show this relationship and the monstrousness of it in a, like, in a supernatural way. Um, But... Like, is that terrible monster that's hurting people, the men in our lives? And so they're looking at the men in their lives with that same look of like, are you like, what about you has yeah. the monstrousness in it? Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is. a. I think the episode itself is aware of the questions it's raising and what it wants to say about that. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, that's because I'm sitting there watching this episode <laughs> with a, 
like a notepad <laughs> taking notes the whole time, which is what I feel like you could do for every episode of Buffy because it's a yeah. show that that you can both enjoy as it plays out because of the the supernatural fun of it all and the action and the uh, the quippy dialogue, but then you can also get this sort of like, okay, what are they saying about this person's journey and what what are they saying about masculinity, femininity, and, and gender dynamics and all of that. It Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. The Lots. thing about it is like the, the dialogue is so hits so hard because you're really not expecting it. Every time they say like a throwaway joke or whatever, you're like, oh, I, okay. Mm-hmm. We're talking about these horribly serious things or like these these monsters that exist in this world that are ripping people to shreds. And, y- you know, yeah. And Cordelia meanwhile, Xander, like, oh, yeah, Xander's yeah. like... Y- Asking about, like, say some people are reading the cliff notes for a class, and Willow doesn't even, like, correct him and say, like, yeah, some people are doing that, is all she says, but, like, the joke is something you have to think about, like, oh, Xander is not reading the book, he's reading the cliff notes, and he thinks that there isn't, like, that the assignment is not to read the book, he thinks the assignment is to read the cliff notes. (laughs) Really? I missed that totally. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. it's so early on in the episode. Yeah. And then, you know, that right before that or right after that, somebody's been, you know, ripped to shreds in a scene. Yeah. So they, like, do this juxtaposition of comedy, which it really, like, elevates the show, but also then places it in a time where, where like, you could see that these, they are really all just, like, teenagers. Yeah. Because they're trying to figure it out. The, the stakes of someone being ripped to shred by, <laughs> by an animal or a monster or something are just as high as reading a book for class and misunderstanding an assignment. Because that's their lives, is this school and all of that shit they have to do. But yeah. also, the book itself was The Call of the Wild <laughs> yeah. by Jack London. Yeah. And about, like, the wolf. I, I, Him it, living with wolves, when, right? Back in the Stone Age when I went to school, <laughs> that was like one of those required reading books, but I never read it. But um, um, I was Xander back then. Yeah. <laughs> we all were. You were right? 40 yeah. in high school? Yeah. yeah. In his 40s. I look at him, I'm like, why? Who cast him? He wasn't in his 40s. No, he, was in his, he had to be in his 30s. He was so no, his Late 20s. Late right? 20s, okay. Oh, wow. He's way like too old to be in high school. Wow. He's got wrinkles in the show. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. from smiling so much. Yeah, I never, I never, like, being a kid watching the show, I was like, Xander is so funny and so cool. Um, because I was a kid and like, oh, there's the one, like, guy character who's not supernatural, who's normal or whatever. Uh, but is in every episode and it has all the quips, you know, all the good quips that he comes in. Because he has great quips, but also is a terrible, terrible person. Um, just, I mean, watching now yeah. and seeing how he interacts with Cordelia in almost every situation he's putting her down and stuff. It's just gross and weird and not charming. He doesn't all. like her. He hates her. He hates he her. He has to hate her. He fully hates her. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. Uh, and then Cordelia is so funny and has like priorities way beyond what's going on in this supernatural thing. But she comes yeah. in and out periodically just because... Because she's, she's just like been drawn one of the in. healthiest people on this show. Yeah, mentally. absolutely. Really into self care. <laughs> yep. She's got boundaries. Yep. Good boundaries. She's like, okay, this is where I need to draw a line and get out, like, of this friend group situation. <laughs> I have to go take care of myself. I'm stuck having bad work. thoughts all day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, serious yeah. Serious thoughts. Serious, serious thoughts. Yeah. Serious thoughts. What a thoughts great line. Too. So good. Such <laughs> a good line. Yeah. Cordelia we... is a character of the people. Uh huh. In a way that. That Xander, I think, was like intended to be the character for like the guy that I don't know that all guys watching the show could relate to or, or understand or something. Yeah, and he's like a sexist idiot. It's basically what he, he is. He's, he's also a, homophobic yeah. and like yeah. yeah, he says like gross things all the time. He he's the stand-in for as as people say now watching the show he's the stand-in for joss whedon himself Mm -hmm. he's like joss whedon is writing himself as xander and that's where we see a lot that's where we see through a lot of his uh uh deals uh that we we now recognize but also this episode was written by marty noxon uh jane s uh, espenson and douglas petrie and the show is created by 
Joss Whedon. I looked up, I did a little research on how they write the show. Ah. And Jane Espenson explained that scripts came together where the writers talked about the emotional issues Buffy would face and how to confront them through battling supernatural stuff. And then the story was broken into acts and scenes. Act breaks were designed to keep uh, as key moments to intrigue viewers because that's the whole thing about television right. and yeah, commercials yeah. and stuff. Uh, then the writers collectively filled in the scenes surrounding the act breaks for a more fleshed out story. And then a whiteboard marked their progress. And then once the breaking of the story was done, they had filled in the scenes and stuff. The author, who the accredited author, who would be Marty Noxon for this episode, goes, writes the episode out. Uh -huh. um, and then the author would uh, come back um, um, and uh, bring their written episode. And then either Joss Whedon or Noxon would, you know, check the thing. And then um, they would do a couple rewrites, a series of drafts. Um, and then finally, before the episode like is finished, it goes through a quick rewrite from the showrunner, which is Joss Whedon, right? Oh, so he even rewrote. He gets stuff. last. He gets. He always gets that That's last wild. quick rewrite. He probably throws in jokes or or something like that, um, or I don't know. Yeah, he he gets that last wild. pass over of it, and then they shoot. It's like wild that. that such an awesome show, but also problematic something like this is a show you could watch in like gender and women's studies classes and and, and totally critical rightfully probably people do <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and then and to have like a strong female protagonist like that and like the first show with like a lesbian kiss come from this guy who, who we like if you want to look into it look into it but like the culture now clearly has sort of like become unromanticized by him as a creator Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and as a uh, uh, like a boss, like yeah. as a as a person to work with, he has been like a lot of people have come forward with having had very difficult interactions with him. Charisma Carpenter yeah. being one of the people who's come and forward. Sarah Michelle Gellar has notably not said anything. Mm -hmm. She's no, had she nothing said, to do with it. She said that I love Buffy. Yes, but right. I will not like I would, would separate that from Joss Whedon. Like I mm -hmm. love Buffy the show, but mm -hmm. so she said something. Oh not, right, right, right. But she, yeah. so she probably didn't want to talk about what happened on it. It also has given her everything, mm -hmm. you know, a, a huge amount of success from her life, her entire retirement. Like she was Scooby Doo. She was in Scooby Doo. She's in Scooby Doo. She's in. Uh, I know what you did last summer. I know what you did last summer, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and where she met her husband. Um, oh, I thought she met him on Scooby Doo. Because <clears throat> isn't he Fred? Yeah, but he he's Fred. in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh. Yeah. Are they Amazing. both also in... What's the one where... Uh, <laughs> shoot. My bad. I'm not bringing it up. Yeah. I'm not going to dive into this because I'm just going to say um a lot. I actually don't know if you met him there, but they did work. They were in I Know What You Did Last uh, Summer before Scooby-Doo. They actually met at the Dairy Queen where Probably. they were both working. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, she. I if I was her, you know... I wouldn't want to take away people's joy of the show either. Plus, she's still getting a lot of residuals, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And then Charisma moved uh, on to Angel. Did Joss Whedon do that one, too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was part of that. It wasn't as good. That's a shame, because Cordelia's a great character. She is a great we character. Love Cordelia. She could have gotten her own show. I would have watched that. Cordelia. Yeah. Cordelia. <laughs> yeah. Cordelia uh, battles no evil, and that would be great, <laughs> and she would love it, and yeah. she just has a good time, and that's all we want. What if it's more like a sitcom? It was yeah. like Cool House. Oh my Cordelia. god. Oh, oh man. hell yeah. So many. <laughs> and she has quips. all these vampire kids yeah. <laughs> and werewolf yeah. children. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got it. Spoiler you, alert! You killed another person. Uh oh. Um, this episode uh, is called. Beauty and the Beasts, it aired October 20th, 1998 on the WB, <laughs> the WB. Um, and it's, uh, the tagline is, Oz becomes the prime suspect. Oz becomes the prime suspect when a series of animal-like attacks occur in Sunnydale. Because Oz is a, is a werewolf. Yeah. And Oz played by Seth Green. Seth Green. Seth yeah. Green. Yeah. So great. Yeah. yeah. Great character. Yeah. Sad to see him go. Mm. But, you know, the actor moved on to 
way bigger better. way bigger thing. way okay. bigger and better like robot chicken so yes. much bigger yeah. and better well awesome powers <laughs> yeah. like he, yeah, yeah. He, he became like an yeah, he's executive producer on he's all those things yeah. you know and a creator and I would I would have left too. I would have been like, I can make money elsewhere. Bye. Yeah, he became a movie star. I mean, he was already in movies and stuff yeah. even before Buff, uh, Buffy. Yeah, yeah. That dude yeah. is is working. Uh, uh, so good, such a good character. So at ease, <laughs> so calming. Another person that went and watching as a kid, I was like, I want to be that guy. Well, that's yeah. a good role model. Yes, though. he was a good. Besides the comment he made about I'm yeah. a guy, I have to walk away. Mm. And that's what this this like episode does, though, right? It juxtaposes the Oswiller relationship with the Buffy Angel relationship with the Debbie. Yeah. What's Pete. his name? Pete. Debbie Pete relationship. Debbie Pete. Right. And the Oswiller is definitely the healthiest relationship out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh mean, yeah. She's doing everything she can to prove that he's innocent. He's doing everything he can to make sure everybody stays safe. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, yeah, maybe I am a monster and I should get help, you know? Like, and I, I need you guys' help to, to not be a monster. Uh, which is like, like, if you have like a scale for these relationships, like, that's the best one. Angel and Buffy is like the medium and then Debbie and Pete is like the worst that it could have been, you know? There's also one more relationship, which is Buffy and uh, this guy, Scott, Scott, oh, yeah. Scotty. Ah, um, and that's like, we all know he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. Scheme. But like, but as far as a, as far as modeling a relationship goes, they're like a couple dates in or whatever. And he's just very supportive of her. He's like, Oh, like she comes in very tired and he's like, oh, I'm going to upgrade. I was going to say you look beautiful, but I'm going to, or I was going to say you look good today, but I'm going to upgrade that to beautiful because you're so tired. And, yeah. And it was just, And he it's also wanted sweet. her to eat real food. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that has marshmallows in it. Like, yeah. I support you eating, but please eat real food. Real food. <laughs> they, like he's, he's just like some guy in high school that they, she goes out on a couple dates with, but there, there's like, that as a relationship, I guess it's just the beginning of something. And, yeah. And she's more just processing what happened with Angel. I mean, it's definitely too soon for her to be like. Well, yeah. she's still kind of with Angel too. She's got him locked in a. Yeah. Well, this is the first episode back. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. He's he wasn't. We didn't know about this shit. I think at the yeah. end of the last episode, he like. Yeah. Or something yeah. from oh, hell. Oh wow. And that's yeah. He just appears. She didn't know he was here though. So this whole time, oh, we should we should like say the premise of the show, right? Is that Sunny Sunnydale is like set over a Hellmouth. In case people, you don't know, do people not know that? Yeah, maybe. I feel like everybody knows Buffy. Everybody yeah. knows Buffy. If you don't, just go watch it all. Yeah, yeah. watch it all. <laughs> watch it all and then listen to this podcast yeah. and then watch it again. Yeah, but if you I think didn't, it's old enough that everybody doesn't know it. Like you never saw it you're before. Right. You're right. Oh. I've always heard of it though. Uh-huh. But so yeah. would you have known it was set over a Hellmouth and that Buffy is a vampire slayer and that into each generation is born one slayer? <laughs> <laughs> I know? don't know if I would have known like the Hellmouth stuff, but I knew the the general like vampire. So yeah. like our yeah. normal format is like if somebody like if we jumped into the show and knew th- nothing about it, we'd be like. And she's a vampire slayer, I guess. I mean, that's but the title of the show. Not killing that vampire? I'm confused. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even know he was a vampire. We would just been like, who yeah. is this sweaty man? What do with his face? Sweaty shirtless man. Yeah. Why does his face get weird? Yeah. <laughs> That's strange. Wait, yeah. which one of them's a vampire? Not the hairy guy? The guy with the blood one vessels? single vampire in the whole episode. Yeah, there was no... She wasn't the slayer, the monster was. Because <laughs> the monster was... I mean, it was a turnabout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what... So the show is also like a monster of the week thing. Like, this show... Like, you, it ended and you were like, Oh, I have more questions than when I, when I was watching it. And... But it also was so contained. You know, oh, yeah. you could watch this one episode and be like, oh, that that's tied up in a nice, nice neat little bow. You know, yeah. I mean, it's called Beauty and the Beasts. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. And, and you've got like the the Oz Beast. You've got the the Angel Beast that, Angel, that Buffy doesn't know about. And you've got that Pete Beast. Pete Beast. <laughs> well, and, and that was the thing, too. Like Angel and Oz were were monsters mm-hmm. quote monsters and pete was human i mean and so but pete, yeah the human was the biggest monster yeah of the episode yeah. yeah oh and then that's what buffy says at the end right too which kind of like is counter to what faith was saying in the beginning that and all then, men have a monster in them yeah and that's why cordelia was like 
now we have to have serious thoughts. Because, right. Like it ended up not being right. a bad guy. It was, or it was a bad guy. It, it ended up not being the monster that Faith was yeah. talking about. It ended up being that that Pete was just a bad person. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize until we started talking about it that that's what it was doing. <laughs> do you do you think? What do you think of every man has a monster? Like, what do you think of that? I like think that's true that, of women too. Yeah. I, but or no, I any think gender mankind. Man, I yeah. but I also just think that like we're in a society that like sees men as people and women as not. So like her saying every man has a monster, she's probably experienced that. We know Faith comes from a really rough background. Yeah. So she probably has experienced way more than Buffy and everyone has. So I think she's her experience is every man has a monster and every man is only out to get one thing. And like it's like a warning you're told as a girl. Like you're told to watch out for men. But you know what I thought when Faith was saying that is like look at the different personalities of Faith and Buffy. Faith is much more kind of out there. Rough yeah. around the edges. <laughs> Buffy wants not, you know, nice Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, oh shoot, I just lost. My <laughs> I mean, she's, she's warning Buffy of Scott. But, like, but he's that's still what I'm saying. Bad. Yeah, so a woman like Faith is going to be prey mm-hmm. marked as prey. Yes. More than like, and and a woman like Buffy stereotypically is going to be protected, mm-hmm. have more people trying to protect her. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, Faith's presentation. outlook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that sucks. That's kind of the downside of, like, good society is... Yeah. is... Yeah, we read, there were air quotes around good, just so everybody... <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I talked with my hands. <laughs> I also think Faith is flirting with Buffy, clearly, here. Yeah. Like, they're having such a flirtatious moment. Wait, oh, is it when she punches her, or...? No, 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 no. <laughs> Oh, gotcha. Like, that low down tingle. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And Absolutely. Like, this is flirting. This is how straight girls flirt. Like, not even straight girls. I think they're both queer. Like, mm-hmm. I think even, like, later in the episodes when uh, Buffy hides how much time she's spending with Faith. Like, she even tells Xander and Willow, like, I'm with a friend. Uh, I was with a friend tonight. She doesn't say who she's with. I really think they had something. And I ah. think that if maybe they were, like, maybe one or two more seasons in, that they would have had a relationship. But I think that they were not ready to bring in a gay relationship. Uh. Because, I mean, it was this episode had, like, two really homophobic lines. It had one that yep. was, like, uh, when Ken gets a diamond ring, Barbie oh, asks where yeah. he is. And then it also said, like, Xander says something about uh, seeing Oz naked and that he can handle it, but not in a gay way. Yeah, um, not not like flesh on flesh. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think I really think they were flirting in this the beginning of the episode yeah. because they have like a they're opposites and like in Buffy's world, opposites attract. Um, yeah, like yeah. really in really reality, fun. not really. really, but in Buffy's <laughs> world, opposites attract, and that I think uh, Buffy is kind of enamored with the strength that Faith has because. But yeah, yeah, like absolutely. Buffy's very dependent on her gang and straight. Uh, well, they all—they're like, also the same. They're opposites, but they're, they're still. Same, yeah, they're both slayers. Yeah. There's nobody else. Like it's the only person she has that's like her. Yeah, Faith is just extremely independent. It. Yeah, but well, Buffy also just came back from being missing. She was like a server living alone in another place, wasn't she? This is San when that happened. Right? Yeah, what? Yeah, she yeah. was. That's why she. Yeah. That's what she ran away to do to go fucking wait tables in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd she she after so after she killed uh, Angel. Uh, Angel, end of season two. Game. Yeah. So he turns evil, right? Yeah. He loses his soul. Season two. She yeah. has to kill him, uh, even though she loves him, uh, because he o- starts opening a hell portal, and only the person who starts opening it can close it. But right before she kills him, the Scooby Gang puts his soul back in his body, and she like like uh, he 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 like sees this. And they both recognize it, and then she's like, "Well, the world's got to be saved," and uh, she stabs oh, him through the man. gut and, or the, the heart, sends him to hell, and then he's there for hundreds of years with his soul, wow. presumably. And that's why he's crying. Kind of a prisoner yeah. of war type of situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This leads me into my little theory about the fourth episode of. Any season. Okay. Any yeah. non-first season. Yeah. Whatever the the new problem is that's that's brought up at the end of the previous and the beginning of the first season, the fourth episode is the first win 
of the season. It resolves mm. whatever problems came up at the oh. end of yeah, the yeah. season yeah. and the beginning of the new season. It like wraps that up, mm-hmm. gets the people all back together again. Yeah. To move on to whatever the big bad is for the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think you are right. Mm-hmm. Even with uh, Oz, he's like they're finally figuring out the whole werewolf thing, right? Yeah, now. and he's yeah. turned the werewolf and his his werewolf in this episode. Uh, even though it's uh, we're seeing if it's like a monster or not, we're questioning it. If it's the the bad guy, his werewolf is useful and ends up fighting the actual <laughs> monster. Like his yeah. werewolf is the you know is in it gets a heroic moment too. Oz yeah. is like, oh, now the like the sun's gone down, mm-hmm. the times have changed, mm-hmm. and yeah. he like. Like you zoom in on his eye, and then he turns like you see all the werewolf wrinkles come on. Yeah, and he's in his gorilla werewolf suit, and you're like, yeah, what a yeah, (laughs) tiny tail that just hangs, just hangs down. It it doesn't have any like curl to it, no lift. They were like, we have no budget for this costume. We're gonna go to Party City, wear like a little wig on his ass. Yeah, let's go. Amazing. Yeah. They probably did have a small budget. Like, oh, yeah. It was only season three. Yeah. yeah. On the WB, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That was like, and goodness. All their budget was going into the latex masks yeah. and stuff. And the and the oh, transformation, that seamless transformation. <laughs> the shaking of the head. Oh, the shaking of the head. Oh, my God. <laughs> the crazy thing is, I that thought that the angel yeah. transformation from vampire face back to normal face was not, but I thought that was the best they had done it. It was yeah. the best yeah. in the episode, like, yeah. That one they they do over and over yeah. again. They've mastered they it. They use that, like, ah. to, to, you know, when Angel, they did it with Spike as well, you know, when he, when he stops being tough and kills the bad one and then doesn't kill the next one, you know. Yeah, they just kind of this okay. coming out of the shadows where the face softens. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one thing about Angel too is he's got the the face of an angel. He's literally beautiful. Is like the whole thing about him is he's a beautiful monster, and that's the whole question of is he beauty? Is he beast? But he's got a soul. Yeah. He's got a soul. He's got a soul. He's, he's different. Got a soul. He's yeah, got he is different. Yeah. But then Spike later on. But he gets a soul. Spike who isn't in yes. this episode at all. <laughs> yep, yeah. Spike does get a soul. He gets a soul, but it changes. But he didn't like the soul. No, he, he didn't having a soul. He didn't have the same reaction as it Angel. Hurt. Well, I mean, Angel had 300 years yeah. of having a soul before he met Buffy. Or because he was really tortured when he first got yeah. the soul, and then he mm. became good. But, yeah. But then Spike saves the world at the end. Yeah. yeah. Saves Spike's an Spoiler awesome character. Alert, the last yeah. Dang. Oh, yeah. Last scene of the We spoiled all of Buffy for you, basically, at this point. The whole show centers around, will the Hellmouth or will it not open? And how many times are people going to try to open it? It's pretty much every episode or season, at least once. Someone new's got to open that Hellmouth. That's definitely the the plot, but I think the show centers around Buffy. Yes, yeah, it does. And what she's going through. And in this... This is the the question of like, how do you process an abusive relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's yeah. like a good fucking question. And like at the end when she's getting hugged by Angel and she doesn't, she's just stuck there. She doesn't like comfort him like what's her name did, like yeah. be, uh, Betty. Debbie. Debbie, Debbie did. It was a lot. It was refreshing to see her not comfort she's the just, man yeah. who just attacked her. Yeah. So it was really nice um, because Debbie was... A very sad character. Debbie was a sad also, character. Yeah. Very tragic. Buffy's reaction to Debbie getting hit was shitty. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was fucking awful. <laughs> it like, was it, it was it was that no nonsense Buffy where like I don't care if you're going through something, yeah. other people are dying. Yeah. But yeah. But very she was shitty. like, you know what the best way to not get a black eye is? Don't get hit. Don't I'm get like, hit. this isn't her fucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Calm down. Sorry, yeah. I didn't realize Buffy turned into a football coach out I know. of nowhere. Don't like, get hit. <laughs> Domestic violence training. Jesus, yeah, it was so bad. Maybe everyone writing this episode should have had some kind of domestic violence training. So bad. But this was what 1999. Yeah, we were just starting to wake up. We're twenty. We're twenty. 1998. Almost twenty five years later. A lot has happened. Yeah. Now you could have Buffy and Faith in a queer relationship. Rape wasn't illegal. Considered rape until 1997. So this is two years after that. And it's still. Not really. not considered. Yeah, you can't go going to court. Yeah. That's gonna be really hard. But yeah, yeah, and and especially like in some states they don't yeah. consider it. So <laughs> that's gross. Yeah. So this show deals yeah. with a, in this episode deals with a lot of really gross things. 
but this show does too. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> what a weird choice to tackle all these heavy societal issues on a teenage show about vampires. But the, you got it backwards, Lisa. It's a show about <laughs> tackling what a young woman goes through. And ah. if only she had the power of someone who could fight monsters, how, how, what would, what choices would she make? This is not yeah. a show about okay. vampires. Okay. It's about yeah, yeah, yeah. slaying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about overcoming them. That's Damn. what it All is. All the demons of the world. Yeah. And that's why they. Well, and then what's worse, you know, <laughs> vampires or humanity? Because yeah. this one was like the demons were the good guys in this yeah. one. Yeah, they're and all the, the and same. And the human and the and Pete was the human and he was the bad guy. And I mean, even Buffy has got all these great powers and she's really strong, but she still struggles with. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. whole thing with the yeah. counselor. Yeah. You know, he dispensed some very valuable advice and then he got murdered. Yeah. And that sucks. I really liked him. I wish he was a yeah. really good character. I mm-hmm. we were like, oh, she thought he was going to be a bad guy. Yeah, later I was like, well, because the hell they have him. Introduction he, of him. When she was goes in the office, great. She's turned around smoking a cigarette. Yeah. yeah, which I don't think happened in the nineties. I'm pretty sure, and I don't think. You shouldn't be smoking a cigarette in school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tobacco products were not allowed on yeah. campus. Yeah, that, that was a nuts thing. It's the thing where she <clears throat> finds someone who's willing to give her guidance, mm-hmm. who sees through like the, the problem she's going through and has the capability to help. And then they get murdered because supernatural things. Yeah. Happens in the first season with that first principal or whatever. Oh, yeah, he oh, was great. Yeah. I was really sad when he died. Yeah. And then the evil principal took over. Yep, yep. And the first episode, right, is a different principal, right? Or is that Flutie no, still? That's, that's, that's Flutie. Oh, okay, okay. But, like, yeah, people... The like, werewolves ate him. Or the wolves ate hyenas. The hyenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hyenas ate Flutie. Oh. But not, not Xander. Xander didn't eat Flutie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Xander was scary in that episode. He too. was he scary. Was he really, he really portrayed that like terrifying, toxic. like tos- toxic masculinity, yeah. like hunter male. Man, yeah, yeah, this show really did does take like okay from a female perspective. What are all the awful things that the world does to you, mm-hmm. and how do we throw them at this character plus supernatural things? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, I mean, and what? So what made Joss Whedon want to do this? Do you think it was like? He thought, well, there's no one, nothing like this in the market. I can really corner the market and have a successful show. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a business-minded like, kind of guy. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like he actually cares. Yeah, <laughs> you it's know? kind of crazy it that is it's strange. produced or like made by a man. Because it does feel like a lot of the issues that Buffy goes through are definitely very like woman but marty knoxon is like the main main writer okay. of the show oh yes yes so it, mm-hmm. i mean you know he gets yeah. all the credit yeah. but if you look at the episode she is the main writer and the writer of this episode okay. too yeah. she's so the that writer of this episode. Oh, okay. okay yeah and then i think that just shows you what having a female showrunner mm-hmm. can do for you you know like maybe she wasn't the showrunner but like head writer you know can do for you if you have representation in your writer's room Mm -hmm. you have a good show the money to back yeah dolly i said i was yeah dolly Uh, Dolly parton uh yeah that's fun that's fun say it more close to the mic so everyone can get the true the true yeah yeah. dolly parton helped fund this show what? This show was brought to you by what? Dolly Parton. Yeah. Oh my god. The legend herself. Legend. Amazing. The man, the myth. The woman, the man, the myth. Sorry. Yes. The, the woman, the, the man, the myth. myth. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The legend. The legend. The legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, people needed this show, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I just wanted to burst into Jolene, but I had yeah. to restrain myself. Uh-huh. Wow, we do have a good mic for that, I have to say. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, this is your opportunity. Yeah, no, you wouldn't opinion. like it right now. <laughs> Did you need this show, Mom? Like, like I know you were like, oh, it's badass, but like, I don't know. You there were, We watched Xena Warrior Princess as well. Yeah. We've also watched Hell that. Hell yeah. yeah. That was but great, too. Kick-ass woman. Another you gay know. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that uh, one yeah. was like, like not afraid to be gay. Yeah, that's yeah. like lesbian central or queer central. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So did you need it? I like. I mean, honestly, I just loved the writing, like just how it all came together. The 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 cat, the way the cast worked together. The stories were fun. I don't know. I just couldn't. I just had to get more. I, I, <laughs> I 
I don't it's know. good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like I mean, sure, I like some horror, but but <laughs> this was actually the very first time I tried to watch it. Season one isn't that mm-hmm. great. It's like, no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. It's a monster to past week it. show. Yeah, yeah. The very becomes... yeah, the yeah. very first time I was like, oh. but <laughs> it was just a bad timing, I guess. The second time was the right time, and I just couldn't get enough. Like, yeah, I just had to give it. Maybe give you it, skipped it. through. To season two, maybe you're like, ah, I'll come back to this after. I've watched the show, <laughs> it's also you know? short enough too, so like you can go through those DVDs pretty dang quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Season yeah. one, mm-hmm. but like just you know Willow and her cute little outfits and yes. and and, <laughs> and, her, and her, you know, she was Jewish as well, so, uh-huh. you know, and I appreciated oh, right. that. <laughs> And just her silliness, like I kind of identified with her a little bit ah. from when I was younger. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, and I was—I think I was getting into roller derby not long after that too. Oh, cool. so You're so tough, cool. The tough girl thing, like yeah, the tough girl thing. It's okay to be a tough girl. I don't know. You know, it's hard. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the musical episode. We talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, I have watched that episode so many yeah. times. Yeah, <laughs> she has it on vinyl. She right? You have it on wow. vinyl. The... I have. I have the CD. Oh, you yeah. have the CD. Okay. Once yeah. more with feeling, uh, and it's like people say it's like one of the best musical episodes. So good. Yeah, I think a lot of things came out of it, but I hate musicals. <laughs> That's so, fine. I actually hated that episode so much that I like wasn't paying attention to it, and I didn't realize it was the first lesbian sex scene. Like, I didn't even know I had to uh-huh. control because I was waiting for that scene for so long because I had heard so much about it. And I was, like, so excited. I'm like, this is going to be cool. Uh, and then that half, the whole sex scene there happened because it's, like, pretty hidden. It's not yeah. super out in the open. It's just when Willow starts to float, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. And then I missed it. And, like, weeks later, I was, like, watching. I was, like, in season seven. I'm like, it never happened. And I had to Google and I was like, oh, that's when it happened. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. So wow. musical episodes. They, they put it in the gayest episode of television. I know. Yeah. They, could, they were like, yeah. we're going to double down. Yeah. yeah. Musical, with this one. yeah. <laughs> Musicals are just embarrassing. We're going to give the gays everything they want. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but, once again, Xander called all, caused all the problems. <laughs> yeah. that That's one. true. Oh, wow. I mean, he didn't cause all the problems in this episode. It, they were still got, they still had to figure out who killed the guy, but he definitely. Yeah. He definitely <laughs> should have shouldered more of the burden for uh, uh, getting Oz off the hook, you know? Oh, was... yeah. No, I was talking about the once more with feeling. Oh, like yeah, it yeah. it was his fault. But, uh, yeah. Sort of his fault at the beginning of this episode. Too, yeah, but... definitely. Yeah. He yeah. Fully... Only, only just for Oz being suspected. Yeah. 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 He could have rolled up, rolled up that suspicion right away, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he mm-hmm. had to fall asleep. Yeah. Right he didn't away. Even try too. To yeah. Yeah. Stay he, he, he literally brought, brought magazines. Yeah. He acted like he was going to, and then he was like, oh, they're gone. How much you want to bet that big old thermos had nothing <laughs> in it? Completely empty. Yeah. Totally empty. <laughs> it was just for when he needed to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. Maybe. In a thermos? <laughs> I feel like they need a Keep better Oz warm. cage, though. Yeah. yeah, weird. It's not a great Oz case. That the monster Doctor yeah, Jekyll that, Hyde guy just ripped it up. Ripped it up. Yeah. So why did it, no, Oz never do that? Yeah. Not even ripped. It came off so smoothly, so cleanly. It was like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, well, who put Oz in that cage? Because he like leaving the window open. Oh. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. Also, put him in a cage in there. Where there is a window, as yeah. if a werewolf couldn't just bust through. It was mm-hmm. bulletproof glass. That's why it's they bulletproof? said. Bulletproof? Yeah, he says bulletproof. Really? Sanders says there's no way he can get out of it. It's bulletproof glass. And then he oh. just, all the windows open. Probably is oh. bulletproof and like it's fireproof. A, it's because it's a school. Also, also because <laughs> in the first season at the, like, at the very end of the season, they're all in the library and vampires are, or multiple times in the first season, vampires busted through those library windows like nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. so maybe they put, put them better for the third. So they put it yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. That's our tax dollars at work, I guess. Yeah. You know? I mean, if it saves coffee. The school is like, <laughs> yeah. why do people keep trying to break into the library? Well, they know. The school? The school knows the principal. The new principal who replaces the That's guy who right. dies knows he's evil. Right, right, so, right, right, right. What's his yeah. name from Star Trek? Mm-hmm. Uh, Quark, Armin Shimmerman. Armin Shimmerman. He does know. Because yeah, the mayor is evil too. Yeah, the mayor is the in this season. Yes. Yeah, this is. Amazing. Yeah, that's why I think this is one of the best seasons of Buffy. Because mm-hmm. that yeah. ending is great. The, the like finale of them being at high school is just so wonderful. It's so good. It's so you're finishing up high school, 
and you're leaving basically your high school life behind and starting a new life, of course it feels like blowing your high school up. You know, of course it feels like there's this giant like snake that you're leaving behind. It's like, <laughs> I'm free of it. That's what, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what leaving high school's like. The show really does touch a lot of people. Like it really, you can relate to it in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my this, God. This episode of season three, episode four is brought to you by everyone knowing all these Buffy references and you maybe not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably not. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. You should have an index for them to click on. Oh. It'd be so big. It'd be such a huge index. I don't even know how we would start with this and like if you're if you came just to listen to this one episode of season three episode four or just watch this one episode of buffy season three episode four uh i mean you would pick up i feel like they made it easy enough to pick up on mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. as like we've said about shows that aired on television exclusively like it's not like stranger things where you jump in to season four and you're like what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I don't know who any of these characters are. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. In this, they introduce every character that comes on. They say their name. So you know who they are. You know who they are to the person. Because there's always, like, Xander, you know, there's a history with him and Willow. Because he's jealous. They haven't slept reason. together yet, right? In this episode, though? No. Okay. Right. And, and you know that Willow is obviously in a relationship with Oz at some point in the episode. You... You know that Buffy and Faith are vampire slayers because they're out in the woods patrolling and they're talking about vampires and monsters. Like, everything in the script is, like, to hold your hand and take you through who all these people are and what the show is. And you would never get that in a streaming show now. You just wouldn't get nah. it, you know? Yeah. And you also get, like, you get, uh, like... People are each individual person who is spent time with in this episode has like an emotional moment, like that yeah. conversation with Giles and just like, like Buffy is trying to talk to him about an abusive relationship she had and the feelings she has about that. And he's so open to talk mm -hmm. to her about it because he's a great father. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he's such a good dad. Yes. Um, and uh, and he he's like, well, yeah, I when I was going through losing someone, I also had dreams about them. I also like thought they were still here. And but it was this beautiful scene where he was he was like sitting on the staircase and half of his face was lit and the other half was like in shadow. And he's like, he is also between hope and despair. He's just yeah. giving her the truth of both sides. And it's just this gorgeous moment of like, of like, that's what Giles is. He, he gives her the truth of the situation and, and leaves it up to her to decide how, what to do with it. And he's just, yeah. I love him as a character. He's her Mr. And, Platt. <laughs> and there's the beauty of the layering of the episode, mm -hmm. because that scene in and of itself has the beauty like you're describing. But then anybody familiar with Buffy knows the mm -hmm. underneath all of that. Yeah. She's talking about the person who killed the, the, mm -hmm. the woman yeah. that he loved yeah. that he was re reminiscing oh about. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, so it's even heavier. But he also gives her, like what would he be like after coming back yeah. from hell? And he gives her the honest of like, we don't know. He could be redeemable mm -hmm. because it takes a, a special kind of will and he might be that kind mm -hmm. of person uh, or not. And he's, oh my God. So there's so yeah. much there in I think that it's, scene. And think at the end of that conversation, he realizes that Buffy is talking about something that's happening and not actually a dream because they like oh. zoom in on his face and he like turns towards the camera and i think yeah. that's his like acknowledgement of oh this might be actually be happening um i also think that there's like some kind of weird tension between um buffy and giles because the reason angel turned evil is because miss calendar and her family keeping up with spells well that was the reason uh angel was good but yeah it was because he was good yeah yeah but he couldn't he would never be able to feel pure happiness. yeah that's true for yeah. some reason sex was pure happiness for him yeah there's definitely yeah. happier moments right <laughs> right yeah it's <laughs> a really weird, weird thing to do yeah yeah sex but i think with it a... was pairing buffy using her virginity with like punishment because we always have to punish women for right for having sex right so oh man well it wouldn't be right if we just let women have sex, have sex. I mean, we'd all be whores. Freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you <Yeah>. whores. <laughs> whores. Uh, and the, well, I think that conversation also layered in with what her boyfriend at the end, what's his name, Scott, Scott. says mm -hmm. about like you never really know what's going on with a person, mm -hmm. and it's like it makes sense for Giles to not 
confront her and be like, hey, what's going on? Because he's her watcher, right? And ultimately, he is supposed to be training her to be able to deal with things of great magnitude. Mm -hmm. And if he just, like, leads her to that, then, like, she has to be the leader in the situation. She has to be better than all of them. So he has to be able to make the decisions for herself, Mm -hmm. right? So he couldn't, like, necessarily even confront her and say, like, yeah, if Angel comes back, you know, like, you gotta kill him or something, right. you know? Like, he can't, he has which to is, see what she's gonna generous do. generous of him, right? That's generous yeah. because he's he's there for, he's there to be, oh, I know all the rules of hell and and uh, the way all these demons work and I know where we can find all the information on them. But he was not a teenage girl, you know? He He's not, <laughs> yeah. like, he doesn't yeah. know, like, he knows how his heart feels and stuff, but he was, he hasn't gone through what she's going through and he gives her the space to go through it and yeah. decide and yeah damn i think we all need a giles in our life yeah need everyone giles. needs a giles happy father's day happy giles, father's day, giles. what but you had a giles mug oh i gave one to my mom yeah. i got so there's this mug right <laughs> mom yeah. do you want to explain it <laughs> so there's these old jadeite and mugs made by like anchor hawking or something um jadeite is this light green colored glass and if you look through when I, Giles is drinking tea through the whole series, it's he's using one of those mugs. And um, one year for my birthday, Adam <laughs> got me one of the Giles mugs, uh-huh. one of those J, old Jadeite. They don't make them anymore. No, That's you, amazing. You got to find them at the fr- yeah. antique. But I got you a mug with one kind of handle. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there's two, so there's two, I did the research Uh Uh because I'm like, Adam got me one with this handle that was sort of a D like a capital D shape instead of a C shape, which is like a circle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so if you look, there's one episode where Spike is drinking blood out of a D handle cup. Wow. It might've been the one with the bear. Ah, um, Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Ooh. But mostly Giles has a cup with the C handle. So, like, uh-huh. yeah, after Adam gave me that cup, it, like, I was going and was, I had to go see it on that episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's a different one. Slightly and, different cup. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Spike's a great character, too, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So, long story short, I now have a C handle and a D handle. Wow. <laughs> A couple years ago, I live in Tucson, Arizona. There's a lot of thrift stuff, old stuff there. Yeah. And I was walking through a thrift well, store yeah, and found one now, one day. Right? So. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I have them both. That's now. fantastic. Spike and Giles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spiles. <laughs> that's for that's a deep cut for all you hardcore fans yeah. of Buffy out there. Yeah. To TBH, you brought up Buffering the Vampire Slayer. That's how I first found out about the mug. Too, and that it could be purchased is from that podcast you should all listen to buffering the vampire slayer yeah uh, a podcast that made me want to do this podcast as well weird right oh yeah, yeah. wild that yeah. one yeah that's a great show and they have a lot like we were listening to it on the way over here this one episode mm-hmm. and they had a lot of resources for like victims of domestic violence oh, and wow. like they their episode they donated they sold things and they were all the proceeds went to certain um certain things uh what would you call it what foundations or or something that supported people it was a little were there's a queer thing because they're queer so yeah they had uh and they also because at the time puerto rico had just been hit by a hurricane they were also donating to that they their podcast is a lot more successful (laughs) they're after their first season they were featured on a lot of like best of lists Ah. and they have a song for we're on almost every best of list too i mean we're near the bottom we have five we stars. We do have on five iTunes. stars. <laughs> I don't so, think anybody else can say that. Yeah, I don't think anyone can say that. Uh, I think, Not uh, a single person. <laughs> uh, and that, yeah, they have like songs that they write for every episode. It's really awesome and cute. Um, uh, yeah, fully recommend that podcast. Fully recommend. Uh, you get a hearty thumbs up from the from the C three force. C three force. Yes, the C three force. That's season three, episode fours for for the um. Uninitiated. I don't know, amateur fan. Yeah, uninitiated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you all feel 
about the fact that they're remaking Buffy. They are? They are? I did not know this. As of 2018, a second uh, spinoff of the series was being developed for television by Monica Osuwu-Breen as a showrunner. Uh, she's known for her work on television series including Charmed, Alias, Brothers and Sisters, Lost, and Fringe. Oh, wow. Some great, mm. a great one. Mm-hmm. And it's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's gayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so gay. I'm mm-hmm. down with this. Um, she's I hope British. it's also more diverse because Buffy's very, very white. Yes. And the only cut person of black character we got today was Die. Oh, Die. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So yep. I'm really hoping that changes. Um, yeah. It would be, yeah. would be great. Uh, that was as of 2018 is 2022 now, but there was a whole pandemic, so it might have been hard to get a TV show off the ground True. like that. This Monica is a, an executive producer on the new Percy, Percy Jackson and the Olympians TV show. Ah. And that show, that that uh, that book series is oh, full of representation. Cool. She looks very really cool. Monica Owusu. Brain. Yeah. Check uh, her out. Check. Keep an eye on this puppy <laughs> thing. Yeah. I, I like... I wonder, like, I know this is a subject that does, like, still needs to be kept being processed and stuff, but I wonder if, like, uh, processing what a young woman goes through in these times, is it just going to be tre- retreading old ground, or are there people who can write new stories about oh, yeah. all of these think... subjects that are just as... <laughs> Go just ahead, as... Go yeah, I, lo- oh, I, lo- I think sorry. they could totally bring in, like, a really queer perspective. They could talk about trans mm. slayers and, like, also, like, I mean, this episode was still really relevant, and maybe they could make it a little bit um, more understanding. Of, like, this domestic violence episode was not understanding. It was, like, slightly understanding of domestic violence, but it definitely wasn't the yeah. best understanding. Was, ironic, not ironically, yeah. but it was kind of still, quote, ahead of its time. It definitely time. was ahead of yeah. its time. Uh-huh. So mm. I think it could get better. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're talking about, like, the 80s is when they started doing PSAs mm-hmm. or, like, or, like, what are the after school specials, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that was for issues that had been coming up since the fifties. And the fifties was like when you didn't talk about anything at all, right? Mm. And then what? The civil rights movement happens and women are liberated. Everybody and discovered like, weed in the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually weed has done nothing but great things for us as a society. <laughs> so um uh, we do have a review from IMDB yeah. about this episode in particular. Cool, cool, cool. Um I don't know if you want to go for it, Lisa. Oh sure. The one with the beast boyfriend by Taylor Kingston, June 9th, twenty fifteen is when oh, this IMDb. review was wrote. I really enjoyed this episode. It's very good, but also kind of creepy. But it has a lot of themes and messages behind it. Like about abusive relationships. In this episode, there has been animal-like attacks and everyone suspects Oz as he is the resident werewolf. But when Buffy discovers that it's actually one of her boyfriend Scott's best friends taking a formula to become a beast to, quote, protect his girlfriend, she has to help his girlfriend understand that what he's doing is wrong. He is basically on steroids and kills people. (laughs) Best part of the episode. When Buffy helps the girl out of her relationship. Oh. Worst part of the episode. When the Beast boyfriend turns into the Beast. Oh. Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10. Which in my ratings book is great. Oh. And then, so yeah. Helping her out of the relationship. <laughs> like, she dies. dies. They both die. Yeah. I also don't think that she did the helping. She no, was poor so. out of her. Yeah, because it wasn't great. So yeah. second, after their conversation, Debbie goes running right back to him. Yeah, she doesn't create a safe space. Yeah. Which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And you're supposed to be like, hey, if you need help, I'm here. And Not, I, tell me where he is, yeah. and you are the problem. Oz created the safe yeah. space. Oz created the safe space. Yeah. 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 And then Willow is also like, kind of in the middle of it she's just like i think we broke, broke her, her. And like she was, she was already broken yeah <laughs> so, damn yeah. buffy is like really projecting a lot of herself onto debbie yeah. and then oh, oh in a really bad unfair true. way that's yeah. true and buffy's like i'm broken and i'm still in love with this monster wow which I yeah. think is accurate. A lot of times when you're really hurt, it's really hard to feel sympathetic to people. Because you have so much empathy towards yourself and you're mm. feeling so self-involved mm-hmm. that you can't doing. help. It's such people. a common Buffy theme mm-hmm. throughout the whole series is mm-hmm. how she takes being good very strictly mm-hmm. seriously, you know, and, and just has to be good. And if I have a bad thought, I'm a bad person. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
because uh, yeah, she comes from this very uh, like the the very mainstream uh, uh, morality of America, of mm-hmm. Middle America, mm-hmm. of just being the good person, and you get like you do the right thing, and and then you get the accolades or whatever. But the, you're not; she's not gonna be recognized. Yeah. Good and bad, yeah. And it's then you a, have Faith, the uh-huh. bad Slayer, that's always yeah. dressed in black. Bethany's always dressed dressed in white. Bright colors. Yeah, I think once we get to the seasons where Spike and Buffy be, like start to get along, or they start to date, or whatever they have, uh, <laughs> that kind of breaks down. Like yeah. really hard. It's like there's not a good or bad. There's not good versus evil. Doing people the can ditty. be evil and people can be good. Doing the ditty is yeah. What doing Faith the ditty. Mm-hmm. Something with a gear shift. <laughs> Kicking the gear shift. Kicking the gear shift. Yeah. 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 They, she was definitely like, maybe we should go kick the gear shift. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, damn. Uh-huh. I think they have, in my in my Buffy universe, Faith and, it is and Buffy weird. were together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Buffy yeah. seems like she'd be a much more interesting character if she were bisexual. I think she. I think that's what they were leading to, and I really think it must have got cut or something. Uh, I really well, think I, that's I think what they the were time. leading to. If you if you read season eight, read season eight because it's a comic book. Yeah. Um. Uh. You find that Buffy is in uh, queer relationships and stuff really? as time goes on. Nice. Yeah. I think that 1997 was like when Ellen had come out on TV. And but Ellen got like canceled for that. For yeah. Very so I can day. imagine why they were like, okay. no one is safe. Yeah. No one can be out. And then when they had Willow become gay, it was like a. It was also a side character. It wasn't. The and it was character. on a show for teenagers yeah. who were like much more open to that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Supposedly, than. But their parents aren't necessarily. No. Yeah. As an aside, I looked up in that new Buffy series. I guess in March they said it's a go. Yeah. In March this year? Yeah. Oh fuck oh, yeah. So I'm it excited. is a go. Hell yeah. That's great. It won't be this I think we just need to remember it's not gonna be like I think when people like There's watch reboots things. they get so angry. Yeah. But I think it's like it's a different show. All I want okay. is to <laughs> be a part of this Buffy show. I'll do <laughs> I'll do that voiceover thing at the beginning. You might be in every giant. generation a slayer is born. I'll do that. I just want that. You That's all I want. Probably, I could be an extra. Make me an extra. I could be a vampire. I could get staked by a pencil or something. Or a chair. Yeah. Or a bookcase. Or a bookcase. <laughs> I want a bookcase to fall on me <laughs> in the vampire show. I think you could have a starring role. I think you could be what? the new Giles. You think I could be yeah. Buffy? No. You think I could be Buffy? I didn't say that. Okay, I never okay. said that. Uh, d- uh, cut, Pass me cut, as Buffy. Cut, cut. Uh, <laughs> I think there's going to be things about it that are awesome, that are way better than the original, and there's obviously going to be things about it where we miss. Uh, it's going to be hard to let go of Sarah Michelle Gellar in the role. Maybe she'll be a mom. That'd be awesome. Ooh. She's so great. Or she could just yeah. be like a really cool aunt that like... You know, like a care, any kind yeah, of a character, a teacher. Character. Yeah. The, she could be Giles, and then Ooh, Allison. Uh, the what's her Hannigan. name? Hannigan. It would be great to have Allison Hannigan. Yeah. Xander can leave forever. Xander can leave forever. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, he was, as far as his acting goes, he's a pretty good oh, yeah. actor. Yeah. He's just, a pretty he, good actor. I think. Well, was he a good actor, or did they just have him play himself? I don't and know. Probably. I, I think you're know. right. Wow. I mean, they had Aaron him, has they, no mercy. They had him play Joss Whedon, is what they had him play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was a lot like Joss Whedon. I mean, he's maybe the one like... with a criminal record. He got arrested. Really? Really? Yeah. We've all gotten arrested. We have all gotten arrested. What? I suppose. Criminal records don't equal bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. IDK. He is also like 400 years old. So Lisa, did you meet him back in like yeah. the early thousands? I can't. You know what I, I'm impressed by <laughs> is that you've lived so long and kept your soul. That's also, your skin looks great. Very yeah. good. It's, uh, it's all about consistency. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. It doesn't matter, you know, it's not about how often you clean your face. It's that you do it at the same time every day. That's oh, the exact same time, huh? <laughs> exact same time. Wow. Hmm. I always wash my skin under the full moonlight uh-huh. in, in lemur blood. Um, so once a month, I'm you smell a little. Musk, you're okay. smelling a little musky. <laughs> That's why I love her. What the million dollars? <laughs> Thanks to anyone who wrote a review for us. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out if you do. Yeah, and like us and subscribe us wherever you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, thank you for listening to season three, episode four. Our theme song is written by Jacob Bernstein. You can find him and his band Space Out Makeout on. 
Spotify, Spotify, Spotify Instagram, Instagram, wherever. Yeah, I was. Uh, he, it's not SoundCloud. Go. You can find Adam on Instagram at Damon HD. You can find Lisa on Instagram at L I S S I S S I S S A. You can find Oz on Instagram at O Z Z I E. Uh, Ozzy the buddy that's IE do you, either you two want to talk about where we, people can find you yeah. your photography your art anything you want to so, show I'm Dunkin Donuts daddy just how that sounds that I'm on yes. Instagram I have a website but you can click on the website for my Instagram also you can see how hot Lisa is on my Instagram you only oh, get yeah. to hear her voice here but she's <laughs> she's a smoke show she's a smoke <laughs> show with great skin great Thank skin you. for a 3,000 year old for 3,000 Karen, do you have a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Instagram as Mama Pedal, M-A-M-A-P-E-D as in dog A-L. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just getting started with some stickers and zines lately. So if you want to see that, some funky pictures yeah. of my dogs and flowers and, and just weird stuff. You designed yeah. our stickers. Our stickers. Fucking Amazing. Cool. Yeah. Stickers. Very Thank cool. Thank you. Very cool. Thank you for yeah. that. You can find this That's podcast awesome. at season three, episode four. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. <laughs> Join us next week. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.